This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey everybody, Raylan Casper White here. I feel like I sound scratchy. I'm in the studio here in West Hollywood, and uh, I just feel like my voice just sounds scratchy. Maybe it's an internal scratch, kind of like an internal vocal STD. I don't fucking know. I just went and had um, a panini, not a panini, the panini's the heated ones. I had a fucking smoked salmon breakfast at Le Pan Cotidien, LPQ for the, you know, that's what they call it. They have to give it an acronym so the Americans can handle it, Le Pan fucking Cotidien. Only in West Hollywood, I always see these like cheesy actors. I saw this cheesy actor from, from Gossip Girl, good looking guy, but wearing like a pink hoodie with matching pink sneakers and chewing gum. I'm like, it's 10 a.m., don't be fucking chewing gum, you narcissist. And then his girlfriend shows up. No, first this dude shows up, sits with him, the most manicured eyebrows I've ever fucking seen. He needed, though, because those eyebrows were Muppet Central. They're talking about girl, like just cheesy, misogynist, whatever. And then his girlfriend shows up, Louis Vuitton, iPhone case, and heels and leggings. What is that? I don't know what that is, heels and leggings. It was fun to watch him, but I was also nauseous. But I ate my smoked salmon anyway and my soft-boiled egg. It's my new thing, soft-boiled eggs with like a little truffle salt and just a spoon, and you're good to go. It's protein. And, and sodium. I am here this week. <laughs> He's giggling already. Um, with a, a man I met. Uh, first of all, I love the fro. You, if, you, if you can't see the video, this, this fro, it's not a Jew fro because you're not Jewish. No. It's a, is it a, a Persian, a perfro? Uh, you're Iranian, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, but you look very Caucasian. So you're not olive skinned. Yeah, so um, my family's from North west iran okay um, i'm not familiar with the uh, the minutia of iranian yeah. ge- geography so um that would be the caucus mountain region okay so uh the the, the people from that area right um, they're lighter they are yeah caucasian chalk circle yeah i mean that's literally where caucasian originated oh right oh yeah. god I just made that connection from, i'm tired yeah. so okay so you are the real caucasian i am actually caucasian i'm sure is... white supremacists will be upset by that so yeah. the real caucasians are from um, Iran. That's right. And they're like, what? Yeah. Didn't get that memo. That's like a that- head explosion <laughs> piece of news. <laughs> you have to find a new term. <laughs> that's really funny. I met uh, Babak. Uh, am I saying that correctly? Babak. Babak. But it's with two A's. It is. All right, so you're yeah. fucking with me. Some people spell it with an E. Uh, well, some talking about you. You spell with I, two A's. I do. Well, that's how I was told to spell it. So that's okay. how I spell it. But um, it's Babak and not Babak. 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 Ba- yeah. Babak. Why am I struggling? It's fucking two consonants. And you, when I met you, first I admired the fro, and then uh, you told me that you were an avid uh, ayahuasca partaker. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I had not known a lot about, most of my listeners know that I'm not big on the the drugs. Uh, I took shrooms once when I was like 20. It was fun. I felt heavy and I saw some like trees turn into diamonds for four minutes and it was over. There was nothing profound about it for me. I, you know, it's not like I found Jesus again. And I took um, I took LSD once, but it didn't do anything. I think it was a dud. Mm-hmm. And then I took ecstasy, and I had about 17 spontaneous orgasms <laughs> on the dance floor, and that was it. I was like, oh, my God. But I'm afraid of, like, the deep the deep psychedelic mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And you are you take it a lot. You've taken it how many times in, over the last couple of years? Uh, 33 times. 33. So you're not counting. 33 <laughs> times. You've done it here, but you've also gone to the Amazon? Uh, I have not gone to the Amazon yet. Uh, I've done... Uh, a, re- a retreat in Mexico. Okay. Um, but I would love to go to the Amazon. That's that's something I definitely want to do. I'll talk to my friends at the I know that I've been reading a lot about how ayahuasca, obviously for those that don't know, is a, a, a psychedelic uh, plant where combined with another plant, and I read about this, so it has a very strong psychedelic um, active substance called DMT, which is a neurotransmitter that exists in our brain anyway. Is that correct? Um, but then what I read was that there's the, the enzymes in the body break it down very quickly, MAOs or something like that. And so you take another, they mix it with another plant that inhibits the enzyme so that DMT kind of works on your body. And it's a very intense eight hour trip usually, right? That has astounding effects. And they found studies where it improves, uh, neural degeneration, helps deal PTSD. And you also puke a lot and you might have a little diarrhea, which for me is the biggest no-no. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I don't care if it saves my life. I don't want to have the runs. You know what I mean? Tell me about your first experience. What drew you in it? And like, what was your first experience like? And and then we'll kind of run, go down that journey. So 
if, if, if I can just take a moment to yeah. kind of... Uh, Correct me. Uh, yes. Okay, um, Thank fine. you for saying that. That's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Correct me. So, uh, and by no means am I a scientist, so... Uh, okay. Uh, but there, I think there are a couple things to call, uh, important things to call out. Um, one of the things that... So, so it is true that ayahuasca is two plants okay. that are brought together. Mm-hmm. What's fascinating is that each of these plants on their own have no psychoactive properties okay. by themselves. Right. They only work when they are brought together. together. Okay. Um, and what's really interesting about this is if you if you look at how many plants there are in the Amazon, yeah. we're, we're literally talking about tens of thousands, thousands. of different right. species of plants. Um, how... Who figured that out? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right. th- there are... Uh, there is archaeological evidence that this has been in use for thousands of years. Right. And uh, it's probably even more than that because the reality is in the Amazon. Uh, They're not keeping survives. a vlog. No one's doing a vlog on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and everything decomposes so quickly that, mm. um, that what they have found proves that it's been in use for thousands of years. But how they figured out that these two specific plants needed to be brought together. Right. Um, is, is really fascinating to me. Um, and, uh, because if you drink the, the reality is most plants that we eat actually have DMT in them. So what, like kale, if I go get a smoothie at Jamba juice, totally. I could yeah. be tripping. You, if you are eating a salad, you are ingesting DMT. Oh, delightful. But, but our default is to, to break that DMT That's what I'm saying. That's the enzyme, the MAO exactly. thing. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. If if we didn't have that, then every time you ate a salad, you'd you'd like go. I'd into be eating a lot of salads. Yeah. 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 So it's called a ceremony. So I'm. This is interesting what you brought up because this thousands of years thing. Obviously, these psychedelic uh, drugs. There's the the San Pedro cactus. There's mescaline. There's whatever. There's the other cacti. Mm-hmm. Uh, for thousands of years, I guess with a lot of indigenous populations, they found that as kind of a gateway to another world or communicating with whatever the overworld the underworld the side world the dead the ancestors and today in today's western society where there's a lot of introspection you know like ptsd is a term that we created right Mm -hmm. it used to just be life so it's interesting how we're utilizing it i don't know if it's in a different way i can't imagine you know what i mean uh people in the amazon are they're not as neurotic. I don't know. I'm, I'm making assumptions out of my ass, and this could be offensive, but I'm just saying I feel like in today's Western world, we're so neurotic and, and overacting on every little thing. I'm not making light of PTSD. I don't mean that. You know what yeah, I mean. Absolutely. I'm just saying that it's all about mindfulness. Like, the, you know, people have been meditating for thousands of years, right. but we're getting away from the hectic life of work at a hedge fund. Yeah. Obviously, the Buddhists that are meditating, they're not get, you know, they're doing it to, to become one with, with existence and nature on a... I don't want to say more profound level, but they're starting it from a different place. So it's interesting to see how D, the the ayahuasca, I keep saying Iowa, but it's ayahuasca, yeah. is utilized for the same result, I guess, but maybe not with different intentions. Does that make, does that, does that resonate? Uh, absolutely. I, I think Westerners who are uh, coming into ayahuasca are bringing a lot of baggage into uh, and the, needs, neediness, absolutely. like save me, like, right? I mean, I'm, most people come to ayahuasca because they are trying to address something, right? Uh, that that could be a, a, a medical issue, depression, mm-hmm. a, a whole host of, of reasons why people come to it. And I think uh, historically, it, in the traditional indigenous use. It, that I, I I would imagine was not the case. That, that right. That was not why people. And were was it reserved it. for just the shamans or like elders, or was everybody like once a month we're doing ceremony? Do you know? Yeah. So um, I think it varied from group to group, uh, but most of the time, the per, uh, it was the medicine person, the shaman, yeah, who was actually taking the, the ayahuasca. Okay. So. Uh, you could go if you did have an issue that you needed to solve, uh, like you, um, your crops were not yielding what right. they should, or you it's just your, to the gods to talk to the gods. Yeah, you and your wife couldn't get right. uh, pregnant. Yeah, um, and and so if you had something you needed to address, you could go to the to the shaman, and and this there was usually a, a person in the community who like lived kind of outside of the community, but was the community shaman. And you'd go and you'd pay them like 
a substantial amount. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, like they need to see that you're taking this seriously. Okay, All like, right, fair you, enough. You have skin in the game. Like you, if you are in a, you're going to commit like 20% of your crop to this person or 20% of right. your pigs to right. your person, then you are, you are like, yeah, I need to deal with this. Like you're, you're serious. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and so you'd go to that person, uh, you negotiate what the payment is. You tell the person what your issue is mm-hmm. and then they would drink for you. Okay. And I like that system better. <laughs> you drink, you take, you get the diarrhea and you come back to me with results. You know what okay. I mean? So what was your issue when you first, or who turned you on to it? Were you like in, in a low, did you hit bottom? Um, so the person who turned me on to it was, uh, who is a very good friend of mine now. Um, she, uh, I actually met her as a parent at, um, my son's school. Okay. Uh, she had started on this journey with ayahuasca for herself, not, uh, fairly recently. Um, and she was having some pretty profound impacts okay. from, from her work. And, uh, she, for some reason, felt compelled to talk to me and my husband about it. Even though we didn't really know her that well, there was some reason why. I feel like ayahuasca from the people I've met so far, it's almost like Scientology, but not where, you know what I mean? It's a little bit like multiculti where you're like, you're eager to share the, the, the profundity of it and the epiphany of it oh, to yeah. anyone who will listen. Well, you know, it's, the guy at the DMV is like, what the fuck is this guy talking to me about? It's been 45 <laughs> minutes, but okay, I'm trying it next week. You know, I, my whole life I've had a, a major issue with people who are preaching the gospel. Right, you right, know? right. And, and now you're like, one of them. They are missionaries. Yeah. I've had a major issue with that. And, <laughs> and I recently realized like, wow, okay, I, I get it now. Yeah, like, well, if you're I, a big I'm, believer, you oh, want to yeah. spread the love. I, I understand why those people do what they do right. because I'm now guilty of that yeah, too. You, yeah, okay. Um, and so that, that's been a big growth part for me because... Or a decline. <laughs> Depends on your audience. Fair, fair enough. Like, he used yeah. to be good. Now he won't fucking shut up about this <laughs> drug. It's like, dude. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm I kidding. Won't. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. But so you... Okay, so she turned you on to it. Had you done a lot of um, psychedelics beforehand? Like you weren't like a virgin in terms of drug consumption. Um, no, I wasn't. Uh, but I had never done uh, anything in in a, a ritual, ceremonial, right. medicinal okay. like, uh, yeah. aspect. Um, it had always been recreational. Yeah. Uh, and so this is, I think one of the things that's re- problematic with ayahuasca is, is that it gets clumped into the drug category. Right, right. When in reality, it it's should a be cl- clumped into yeah. the medicine category. Right, right, um, right. Like and, an antidepressant. Um, I mean. Uh, more than that. Yeah, way more than that, but yes. Well, I feel like this in this day and age, they're doing, re- you know, uh, research with ketamine. Mm-hmm. Now, ketamine helps PTSD and severe depression. So I feel like the, the culture is shying away from just let's go party and take Molly. I feel like the hardcore psychoactive substances are seen more as that they're discovering their healing properties. Yeah, and and uh, the research is uh, pretty crazy. What what they're finding, uh, what is possible with one session of wow of uh, ayahuasca or psilocybin mushroom or MDMA. Yeah, the you know for me, um, my my transformational profound experience was actually my second ayahuasca ceremony but it was even to this day i i still have a hard time comprehending how powerful that was for me so what happened so you okay so you ended up she convinced you to come to a ceremony no 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 so um she just was sharing what kind of impact this was having on right okay by no means was she like Come, come. No, no, no. To, I'm just saying, you, I'm um, just trying to cut to your first time. Yeah. Like you ended so, up enlisting. So, um, so we were speaking for about a year and a half about it. Oh, wow. It's um, a lot of foreplay. It w- there was. Yes. I would have fallen asleep. <laughs> like, get it in there already. <laughs> Stick it in. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so my husband actually, uh, decided to go. Okay. And he asked me if I wanted to join mm-hmm. too. And, um, originally I said no. Uh, because 
I found this to be like too mystical and, yeah. and esoteric. Okay. And, and, and you're more of a pragmatic uh, guy. Totally. Nuts and bolts. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I was a card carrying atheist my whole life. Right, like, right, right. And is, suddenly you're talking about the goddess of, of whatever. Yeah. Mother like, Earth. You know, crystals and, and yeah. you know, like essential oils. And like, right. this is just like. <laughs> the dream catchers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm good. Okay. You know, you, yeah. you can go and I'll, I'll stay home and watch our son. Um, I'm gonna be the good parent you go on your self-discovery drinking tea right okay so he goes where um it was in Bushwick oh Uh, really just right in the center of Brooklyn yeah not a very magical mystical foresty place no it was shamans are turning over in their grave a a brownstone is the shaman Um, from Bed-Stuy uh he no he lives in Berlin now okay Uh, at the time he was living in LA Okay, so this is so, not the the typical uh, Amazonian no, environment. No. Okay. No. Um, so he goes to the ceremony and uh, he comes home the next day, and um, I'm in the living room, and he opens the the door, mm-hmm. the, the front door, and I say, "How how was it?" And he just starts sobbing. Oh. And he he's like, "You have to go." And I'm like, oh, oh, "Okay, but how was it?" Right. And and he was like, "I." He's like, I can't even begin to tell you. You just have to go. And in at that point, he and I had been together 14 years. Okay. So you believed I, him. I had never seen him right. react to anything okay. like that okay. before. Okay. Uh, and so I just was like, clearly he was deeply affected. affected. Was he in a good emotional place before he went? Or was he kind of at a at a crossroads? I th- I think he was. There was a lot of stuff he was working through, and okay. you know, I don't want to. I want to speak, speak for, for him. him. Okay, but, fair enough. Um, I think he was dealing with stuff. Okay. Uh, and, okay, so this was and, something. This was this was something that kind of opened up a wound that needed opening, or uh, it was already open. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so okay, so you said okay, fine, I'll do it. I love you. I don't want to get divorced. Let's. Y- I'll go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so he he's like I. He's he's asking me to go, and there was a ceremony that night. Oh wow! And, oh, quick turnaround. Um, so I literally packed a bag and and went. Wow! So it's an and overnighter. It is. You bring a sleeping bag, or they have good bedding. <laughs> no, it's it's you're on the floor sleeping bag. Okay. Um, you you. But you it's know, a nighttime ritual. It is. Yeah, nighttime generally. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I packed a bag and I went to the ceremony, and um, I ended up taking three doses that night. What? Yeah. And I did not feel or experience anything <laughs> at all. Maybe and it's a cocktail. They didn't put enough of the inhibitor for you. No, you know, uh, as I've gotten to learn and work with the medicine more, I, I know why it didn't work that night. Okay, and you weren't ready. It was that I was not willing to let it do okay. anything. Right, me. right, um, right, right. I, I went into that ceremony um, so skeptical. Yeah. And I'm such a control freak. Yeah. That's what scares me about it. Losing control. Yeah. I mean, it scares most people about doing something that takes you into the subconscious. Well, and, and it's about for, for it to actually work, you have to be able to surrender. Yeah. It's and like hypnosis. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can, other people, people can be hypnotized in a minute. They're like, yeah. I trust you. Fuck me while I'm sleeping. I don't to- care. Yeah. Other people are like, I don't want to know what. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and for me being, you know, the, the athe- atheist, pragmatic control right. freak. Right. I, I went in, it was kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Okay. That, like I didn't think anything was going to happen. And it didn't. So nothing happened. That waste of money. So, yeah, I mean, it was like, I was literally in a room of like people like screaming and crying and hysterically laughing and farting and vomiting. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, what, like, when is this going to yeah, end? Yeah, that sounds like a so nightmare. I can Jesus. get home. <laughs> and, um, so how long do you wait before you did it again? How'd you convince your Marcus like, your husband like? So, just- y- so yeah, I come home and he's like, he's like, how, how was your ceremony? You know, super he's excited. All excited. And you're like, sweetheart. And I'm like, I, I didn't experience anything. Um, and, uh, did you fight after that? No, but I I think, I think it was disappointing for him. Okay. Um, but I told him, I was like, look, I'm glad this worked for you, but it's not for me. Right. Okay. Um, and, um, about a month after that ceremony, uh, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's ayahuasca's revenge. You're like, you didn't surrender to me? <laughs> Cancer! Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I just wish I would have surrendered. Right. And laughed and vomited a bit. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm sorry so, to hear. I don't mean to make light of no, your... But you're okay now. I'm fine. Did they take it um, out? I, I had my left kidney removed. Your left kidney removed. Yeah. Okay, so you can and do b- fine on one, right? That's what I've heard. You can. So I was very lucky okay. that it was fully contained okay. uh, in my left kidney. I had a 10-centimeter tumor. Uh, and based on the type of cancer that I had, they were able to calculate that I had cancer for at least 10 years. Good night. And, uh, it never came up in blood work. Never. That shit doesn't come up in blood work. It, 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 it's possible for it to not set anything off. Okay. And that's that's scary. Exactly what happened to me. Okay. Um, How'd they find it then? Uh, well, it got big enough. To no, do? I, I, I honestly, I didn't have any pain. Until did you pee blood? Actually, yeah, I did. Oh, fun. Yeah. We don't have to get graphic, but you urinated his blood. I okay. Did. I got yeah. graphic for you. So kidney cancer. And at that point you started treatment or they removed the, yeah, the so they, tumor. They, they removed my kidney, left kidney. And, uh, it took about two and a half months of me, uh, being, bedridden to to re- recover from that surgery right i'm it's sure a pretty serious surgery yeah do you um, think that taking the uh the medicine uh triggered something i i, I do actually yeah i mean I, maybe I it shook um, something out of its dormancy i i, I do believe that uh, that needed to happen for for the uh, i've come to kind of see that things happen for a reason uh and I do think that my first ceremony, while I didn't experience anything. Your kidney did. Oh, yeah. Your kidney had I a very needed, profound experience. I needed that <laughs> ceremony. And so. Um, so once you healed, though, was well, there an inkling to go back? Or did you have to, you're like, I can't put any toxic yeah, chemicals so, in my body. So during that two and a half months, um, I went into a very, very deep depression. I'm sure. Uh, and my anxiety around the cancer coming back was overwhelming. Uh, absolutely, just unbearable. Did you go to a shrink and take on your take like Xanaxes I, or something? I did. Well, originally I was on so like my my remedy was my painkillers. Okay. So I I became addicted to my painkillers because so like Vicodin or well, I don't know about painkillers too morphine, much. Morphine, Vicodin, Percocet. Oh wow! I so had, just pill all pills. I had anything I wanted, they'd give it to me. That's great. That's the American um, medical system, and they worry about the opioid crisis. Exactly. Um, and so for me, the I didn't need the painkillers for physical pain. I needed it to numb my mind. Oh, well, that's usually and, what happens with addiction, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I went on and, a date with a guy who ended up being addicted. He was taking 40 a day. 40 a day. He said that, it started with back pain, but then yeah. it wasn't about back pain. No, exactly. It turns into, like... Uh, it was the only way I could live with myself was wow. to not have to face the reality the of my situation. Yeah. And, and how did uh, your husband react throughout this? Was was I mean, in terms of all the meds you were taking? Uh, honestly, he was taking them with me. Okay. To he needed them as he was also anxious. Yeah. I mean, he it, this was affecting him deeply. I'm sure it was. Um. And and so uh. So it got to a point where after two and a half months, I called in to get a refill and they said, no, no more. You're done. Thank you. They waited two months, didn't they? That's delightful. uh, I was like, oh shit. Okay. I, I don't have my painkillers anymore. And this is how I often, I think this is where a lot of people then start resorting to to the gray market heroin and, and stuff like that. And so I, I was like, okay, I need to deal with this. Right. Um, And I started seeing uh, a therapist and my therapist uh, and my doctor both agreed that I needed to start taking uh, Lexapro. Okay. Uh, Antidepressant. Is, yeah. Is that as, an SSRI? It is. Okay. Because yeah. I had physically healed at right, that point. Right, right, right. You were cancer-free. I couldn't get out of bed. Oh, what a and bummer. Ironically, like, what I wanted to do the most was go back to work and, like, get back to a normal life. But yeah. I, I was just so stuck in my fear uh, and anxiety and depression, I, I couldn't operate. Did the Lexapro uh, alleviate any of that? Well, so I, I, I picked up the Lexapro from the pharmacy, uh, and I came home, and uh, I told uh, my husband that I'm tired of feeling this way, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start taking the Lexapro. Okay. Were you suicidal at any point? No, okay, I was Okay, good. So you weren't, that, that, that you didn't get to that level? No. Okay. Um, and he's known a lot of people who've gone the antidepressant route. Okay. And, you know, when you get on that train, it's really hard to get off. I mean, I have friends that even though they're, 
they don't want to get off. They're like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's such a fear of totally. getting off and standing on your own. Yeah. But they also don't couple the treatment with therapy. Mm -hmm. It's like the Band-Aid, and it's on, and it's, you know what, it works for them. And I'm like, I don't judge. Yeah. I, sometimes, I, sometimes I'll be judging and be like, dude, buck up. Right. But then I shut up. Yeah, it's 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 a sensitive issue yeah. because it affects so many people. Yeah. Um, so when I told him I was going to take the Lexapro, um, he he said, okay, before you take this, I want you to go to one more ayahuasca ceremony. To watch people vomit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he said, if, if you go to one more and you don't get anything out of it, then you can start taking Lexapro. I like that. Lexapro. I like your husband. And I do too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That's helpful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and to be honest with you, the main reason why I agreed was because I knew if I didn't, he would have held that over my head. Right. And I didn't want to deal with that. You didn't want the nudging. No. You're like, I want to have a quiet dinner. Shut the fuck up about yeah. me going to the ceremony. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was more of a just getting it out. For It was literally, I was like, okay, I'm going to go you know, power through mm -hmm. another night of weirdness <laughs> and the next day I can take it and then he can never say you, you should didn't have try gone, it. Right. You know, was this in Bed-Stuy again? I mean, uh, this Bush one was uh, upgrade Williamsburg. Ooh. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, man. and, and, uh, the timing was quite serendipitous because like, this is like on a Tuesday All right. that I'm having this conversation. Mm -hmm. That coming weekend, there were there were ceremonies. I feel like there's always going to be a ceremony somewhere. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you but, can always find but one. At the time, we only knew of the same this. Berlin, the Berlin yeah, shaman, and he he was not he was doing them once every three to four months. Oh, so I thought he got so around. I guess he's more selective he, with he, his venues. He, I mean, he lives in Berlin, right? So right? Right? He comes not, here. Yeah, okay. he's, he's. I'm sure he gets paid so. a pretty penny too. No, I mean, um, I mean, it's expensive. It's two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's for, not bad. No, I mean. Uh, it's uh, it's a steal. It's a steal. for a life changing yeah. experience. It's a bargain. I think you should charge more. I, uh, Those Germans, <laughs> come on, guys. So yeah, so there was a ceremony coming up. Okay. So I agreed uh, just to get it over with, right, right, uh, so that I could take the Lexapro. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you that I literally walked into that ceremony one person and came, came out, out another someone. Completely it's so hard different. for me because again, it's like when anybody talks about an epiphany or. It's like, it's hard for me to imagine because it's, again, it's not about esoteric. It's not like mm -hmm. a physical change where like, oh, I lost 50 pounds. I can, you know, go up the stairs without having a heart attack. It, we're dealing with mental processes and pr profound experience. Like, I don't even know what that means. You know, I'm a spiritual person and mm -hmm. um, I've had some profound experience, but obviously nothing close to really diving into levels of, you know, talking to my dead relatives or issues I had when I was four, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? I mean, can you, can you think you can express it in words? I, I try. And, um, often it's quite frustrating because they're, they're it's like the Dow, like you can't explain the Dow. Yeah. It, it, there are things that you experience in a ceremony that I have never experienced in my lifetime or in this realm and trying to find the words that can properly articulate that to someone who has not experienced it always fails. Can you remember and, like the visions you had that oh, night? Absolutely. They're clear in your memory. Yeah. So it's not yes. like something like, like a blackout. You're like, what happened? You don't know. You remember everything very clearly. hundred percent. So you drank the tea yep. and then probably 20 minutes or an hour later, it's a bunch of people in a living, just set the stage for me, a bunch of people in a living room. Yep. You're all on the floor. Mm -hmm. Is it candlelight? So it's a nice lighting. It's not like fluorescent pap smear lighting. The, 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 there is a couple candles. A couple so candles. And the shaman, is he like in some sort of garb or is he just wearing sweatpants? And just a, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is so, he like comfy or is he wearing like some sort so, of? So he, um, the shaman, he, he normally wears white. Okay. Um, as a respect to this, the process. Okay. Um, there are shamans who kind of make a performance out of it. Okay. Who will have like, you know, feathers and, and, you know, masks and like, that's, okay. that's all ridiculous. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, as far as like, as if that's not an indigenous shaman. If it's not your real culture, then exactly. don't be busting out someone else's mask. Yeah. So, that sounds like so bad appropriation. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, a, appropriate. Okay. Um, he doesn't do anything like okay. that. Um, Does he have like a triangle or a shaker? No, no, no. Castaneda, same thing. Nothing. Like, that's okay. not. A, that's not his. <laughs> Little musical his interludes. History, okay. You know? He okay. does. He does produce music. Oh, that's cool. Um, because music. So, in the traditional 
ceremonies, there are songs that are sung called Icaros. Okay. And these are sung by uh, people who've taken the medicine. Okay. And they are essentially singing through the spirit. So, okay, so got the it. spirit is, t- is essentially telling them what to sing. Okay. And, uh, but he doesn't do that. Uh, instead, what he does is he produces uh, this really, really beautiful music um with this incredibly talented musician do they play um, it while you're in the ceremony so you, or is it quiet so it's it's recorded music okay so yeah. um but when she's recording the music she's, she's tripping she's drank ayahuasca okay okay so she's channeling the medicine during that. the production okay uh and it's incredibly beautiful i'm sure um, we'll talk about what i want to get back to the yeah. whole thing i want to get back to the oh, yeah, stage okay. so it's like so, 8 p.m let's yeah. say you haven't eaten because you know you're going to puke your brains out so you probably fasted yep just like i do before a cholesterol test <laughs> yes. um just as magical for me and then you're sitting there maybe a candle you got the mm-hmm. the, the german shaman wearing an einstorzen neubauten t-shirt he's not german but okay but lives in he, berlin yes. yeah. an expat yeah. okay yep. um he's fled and <laughs> You guys are sitting there with a bunch of strangers. Yep. Everybody's a little weirded out, maybe. Or some people are like, I've been doing this nine years. But right. other people are like, I'm freaking out. Totally. Other people are scared. One yeah. person's crying already because they don't want to deal with their mom and their visions, right? It's all happening. Yeah. And then about an hour in, mm-hmm. does your body feel heavy? Um, do you close your eyes? Does it become very internal? Like, what happened to you specifically? So, for me, that night, um, I, I, I drank and your description was pretty accurate. Okay. And um, about 40 minutes in, I think. When do you start puking? Um, uh, so you don't always puke. Okay. Um, I would puke. I puke everywhere. Uh, but about 40 minutes in, you start having some visuals. Already? 40 uh, minutes in? Yeah. Wow. And these are uh, what are often referred to as sacred geometry. Incredibly beautiful. Sounds like Freemasons. Um, it is it is so incredible so difficult to uh replicate this because it's beyond three-dimensional it's it's like if i could say fifth dimensional um, yeah you could yeah i'd be like huh but you could right that's that's what i mean it's like it's so hard to try to explain to you what what but you're seeing shapes and colors beautiful i mean just like breathtakingly beautiful are your eyes open or closed at this closed. point okay so does it work is, if your eyes are open um not really okay i, I mean i'm and again for you. I'm yeah well, of for course me. for you yeah, yeah i'm um, just saying like with hallucinogenics in general do your eyes have to be closed to see shit so, so i i generally don't have that experience when my eyes are open okay um and and it's all like third eye this is like i'm seeing through my third eye and and i'm what i'm seeing seeing is is so uh I have not seen it in this physical world, okay. but it feels so real, real and so familiar. Wow! And well, it's your brain doing, brain generating. It, you know, it's you, right? But it, it's 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 strange because you're you're like you are confused. You're right. like, why does this feel like familiar. a place that I've right. seen? It's like deja before. vu, yeah, in a way, really but does. for shapes and colors. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And um, I. So it's almost like this this show that you get taken on, right? And in it's like that, a Cirque du Soleil without that, the acrobats. In that way, you you become kind of submissive to it because you're like, oh my god, well, like, give yeah, me it's some it's more euphoria of this. too, yeah. right? You feel good. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and and then after that, that's when uh, the work begins. Okay. And this that's is, when the therapist, the ayahuasca therapist comes in going, okay, yep. time to dig deep now. We're going dark. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And um, this is like, you know, I, I think I now realize like, even though I went to that second ceremony, just as skeptical as my first time, the difference was that I was so broken. Yeah. You were vulnerable. You were, yeah. That it was just easy for the medicine to, yeah. to get in through there. Mm-hmm. into yeah, me. Yeah, I hear you. And um, I was able that night to come to terms with uh, my cancer, okay, uh, with death, uh, with even baggage that I've carried my whole life around uh, guilt and shame and regret and fear and you know all these things that we carry as humans that don't serve us; they just hold us back. Uh, and, and, you know, keep us from achieving whatever it is that we're trying to do. And, and, you know, we, we ultimately are, are 
no one holds us back more than ourselves. Of course. Right. Yeah. I, I, and, I hear that. And, um, so, so for me to like have all this shit that I've been carrying my whole life and for it to and be. And it just dissipates or is I there mean, some sort of epiphany that's a little, that's, that's, um, a little more analytical or is it literally just a feeling of like the, you know, the, the shame receptors have been blocked, you know, the shame stimuli has been blocked. So it, it's, it's no, no, it's not that there, there is a, there is a meaning and a, a way that this happens, but this is where I get really tripped up on how, how to explain, to explain, it. explain okay. that. Okay. Um, there was a, a scientist who the analogy he used, I thought was really well put. And so I'm just, and I don't remember his name, unfortunately, but the way he described it is, um, and he wasn't talking about ayahuasca specifically. He, he was talking about just psychedelics in general when being used in like a therapeutic medicinal sense Mm -hmm. is that psychedelics allow, let's say you, you are, uh, you think of your life as like, um, you're skiing down a mountain every day and over time, uh, because you go down this mountain every single day, 10 times a day, there are grooves that start to form in the snow. Right. Okay. And let's say one day you're at the top of that mountain and you decide, you know what? I'm going to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I want to do something different today. And you start going down. No matter what, you're just going to fall back into those grooves because right. of gravity. Yeah. And, right. and, and you know, it's it, you can't avoid it. And what psychedelics do is it's almost as if you lay 10 feet of new snow on that mountain. Right, right, okay? right. So then you can go to the top of that mountain and say, you know, I want to go in a different direction. And you actually have the opportunity to do that. It's, it's not that the psychedelics are what change you. It's that they allow you to make the change in your life. I'm wondering, I'm curious to, to uh, try and get a neuroscientist in here, but in terms of, this is what I've always found tricky for me in therapy, because uh, I, you know, we've all had fucked up childhoods. I've, I consider mine the most fucked up. I win the award. But <laughs> I feel like with therapy, a lot of times I'd go into talk therapy and we'd rehash traumatic memories, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what what I felt that did was, because people are always like, we well, want to uncover because it's very deep. It's only strengthened those synapses in my brain. Yeah. So literally rehashing one particularly traumatizing event in my life, it's now as clear as day when it, you know, yeah, it was buried for a while, but then I talked about it for 15 years yeah. and now it's much stronger. And then I tried to do EMDR, yeah. which I guess the thought process behind that is to reprogram the brain to not make that as strong, almost to weaken those synapses. Right. So when you're saying fresh snow, I'm wondering if those particular uh, behavioral patterns uh, that have been etched in, you know, the, 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 the synapses or whatever, the pathways have been so strengthened. It's like a memory, right? That's so accessible. It's right at the top of your, whatever, the brain, the front of the brain, the mm-hmm. front drawer, uh, that it does is it weakens that connection. So it's still there, but it's not as prominent. And then you can slowly create a newer connection. And people try that with therapy, but it's very hard. I mean, old habits die hard. And sometimes people talk about neuroprogramming. There's neuro-linguistic programming. It's about constantly trying to reprogram the brain through behavior and action so we don't um, fall into those patterns again. But this is almost like a, an easy refresh button like a reboot right. where you don't have to go to therapy for 20 years. It's yeah. just like, let me take this this medicine and boom, well, that, clean slate. That's why they call ayahuasca 10 years of therapy in one night. Right, right. Because that, I mean, and and that, that is literally, uh, that's the best way I can describe what yeah. happened to me. Because yeah. I, I think I would have gotten there eventually, but right. it would have taken me a very, very long time right. for me to do that. And for me to, to have achieved that in the span of six hours is uh, astonishing. And and there is evidence that psychedelics such as ayahuasca, psilocybin, they literally do rewire your brain. Um, and and uh, there are MRI studies where they take people who've done meditation for 40 years oh there's different different and, uh, pathways in the brain from that yeah and and then they look at that that person's brain and then they look at someone who's on a psychedelic right and the brain patterns are very very similar, similar. I'm sure um, I just wonder my only thing is like anything that's that's super quick if you don't do the work 
uh, you'll probably relapse. Do you know what I mean? It's like people in AA. If you don't stay in the program, you're going to relapse. So I'm sure you can get a fresh slate. But if you don't, and I don't mean keep doing the medicine, but take advantage of the fact that you have like a refresh Mm -hmm. and change your behaviors to sustain that state. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm sure you'd fall back. Well, uh, you know, my shaman, he always says that the work is actually after you leave the ceremony. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. And yeah, you can go to ceremony and, and have these profound visions, but if you're not willing to then take what you learn from that ceremony and actually make changes in your life and the way you operate, then what's the point of going in the first place? Yeah. So absolutely. It's, it's again, I, I, the, the medicine does not solve your problems. It's just gives you a perspective on your life that you lacked before. And sometimes when you are able to see yourself in a different way, you can then make different decisions because you're not attached to the identity that the story, right? The narrative. Exactly. I feel like all the, um, and I don't mean to compare you to cult again, but, uh, (laughs) people that do that, um, landmark forum, you know, all those, uh, people that have epiphany like weekends, it's about, they have their own terminology. I've never done it, but they create like the racket. Like what's your racket? Like what story have you created about yourself that you keep repeating to yourself to hold yourself back. Exactly. So now you're writing a new script. But the difference is with religion right. or or that landmark thing yeah. or Scientology is that's all dogma, right? And with ayahuasca, there's no dogma attached to it. It's like, all internally. You yeah. are doing this work on yourself. No one's sitting Telling beside you, what, you yeah, right. putting things in your head. Right, right, right. right. So that's that's a big difference between the work that I, I do in ayahuasca versus like these programs or religion in general, right. which is, you know, trying to instill like ideas, fear, all these things. Dependency. In, in, sure. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder you, you're obviously, a, you have a high level of emotional intelligence. I wonder. Thank you. Yeah, no, I can tell you're <laughs> eloquent. You got good hair, but uh, I wonder people that, that are dum-dums and I don't mean that in a disparaging way that are just like, huh? And they do it. I wonder if it makes them smarter emotionally or they end up coming out going, that was cool. You know what I mean? Like, have you talked to people in your groups and you're like, okay, not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's just digging it. Makes him feel euphoric. He likes geometry. You know, I, I can tell you that the people that I have met in ceremony have been some of the most fascinating, inspiring people I have ever met in my life. Oh, because you're in a good group. I'm just saying there might be groups that are like B-level groups where you're like, I I, I don't want to be part of that group. Totally possible. I think that, you know, there is, this is not easy to do. Uh, Yeah, you got to be ready to do. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not fun. Uh, It is work. Uh, It is sometimes very painful, excruciating. You are literally having a mirror placed in front of you that you've got to stare at for six hours. Right. Right. Um, and it is really fucking hard to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, to be honest with you, I, I think it, I'm not sure that a person like that could even go there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, is there any sort of selection process? Like, do you get interviewed by the shaman first to see if you're in a good state? Cause I imagine that if you're in a particularly bad state or you're at risk of, of mania or schizophrenia or even, nothing even diagnosed, if you're going super dark, like, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. be that broken where you could send you into some sort of yeah, psychotic state. Absolutely. I mean, th- this is not for everyone, uh, especially if you have a history of, of mental illness. Right. Or even if you, I mean, you don't. Like, what if you don't know? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where sometimes there are scenarios where there's no way to predict. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is... How should I say? Like, I don't want to sound crazy, but people are drawn to the medicine for a particular reason. And they're very, it, the medicine calls people to it. Okay. Uh, and and so um, I have not come across th- those situations, not to say that it, it hasn't happened. Right. But I find that that when people are brought to the medicine, it's because the medicine wants them in it. So I, and I know that sounds weird and, and sounds a little weird. I won't be yeah. judgy, but what the fuck sounds a little, we veered in a little bit of the hippy dippy dream catcher land, but that's okay. The medicine wants you. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I look, I, 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 I veer in between cynicism 
and uber like hippy dippy spirituality on a daily basis. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, I've manifested this. This is the universe telling me. Other times I'm like, no, there's no fucking rhyme or reason. We're just humans trying to struggle and find meaning and connections when there aren't no connections. We're just, you know what I mean? But I fluctuate. I'm torn. When yeah. you know, my I have a, I had a guy on here who was a neuroscientist who um, you know, said like there are a million instances where we think about someone and they don't call us, mm -hmm. but the one time that we think and they do call, you're like, oh, look at that. Look at the synergy. You know what I mean? The minute I thought about you, you called me. I wheeled it into being. So, again, but I don't know. I feel like there's more. I'm not that pragmatic. I do believe that there's a spirit. We're all connected and spirituality. But have you ever... Um, have you ever witnessed someone having a super negative experience in front of your eyes, like to the point where you're like, this guy needs some help, like medical attention? Uh, no. Um, I've seen some very difficult things occur. Okay. Um, but the reality is that, um, you know, th there's a lot of anxiety around purging or what you, you yeah. said, vomiting. Yeah. Um, what that is, is that's a release. Right. right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The, the reality is that, like, when you're sick with, you know, stomach bug, you're throwing up because you need to get that out of right, your body. Right, and this is getting everything out. The same logic applies to ayahuasca. Um, for me, I, I don't usually vomit, but I do a, what's called a purge, and, and it's in for, usually for me an ener energetic purge. Okay. And that's like a an energy, a negative energy that I'm carrying that is not serving me. Yeah. And the way I release that is through um, a very, very loud... I don't want to use the word violent, but it, it is um, aggressive. Uh, vocal? Vocal, very vocal energy, like literally pouring out of my mouth. Are you just screaming? Uh, almost. Okay. You could say that. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, it is, when it's occurring, is uh, excruciating. But yeah. afterwards. Feels good. Oh, it feels. It feels like a great bowel movement. Does yeah, it? When you think purge, I'm like, what is he going to be describing? He's like a very large, loud. I'm like, where are we going yeah, here? No, it's, it's true. But it's vocal. It, okay. I mean, purging can be um, uh, like an, a vocal energetic purge. Right, it right. can be tears. It can be yawning. It can be laughing. It can be yeah. vomiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be, um, it can be pooping. Uh, I, I, I mean, not to get TMI, but I had a ceremony where I went three days, and uh, I'm sorry, four days right. of ceremonies. I hadn't eaten in four days. Wow. And on the fourth day. You had a bowel movement the size of Kentucky. Multiple. Great. And it's like, where is that all where coming from? Where is that from? coming from? You You're know? pooping out internal organs at that well, point. I was I was getting yeah. rid of stuff I, yeah. I didn't need. Um, and wow. That was TMI. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that. No, but I, it's helpful information. Um, do you feel like you've become honestly a, a little bit addicted to the ceremony dependent on it because it's it's so helpful to you but to the point where would you be able to stop do you know what i mean does at some point where the shaman says okay take a break now try and internalize and live without it for a while or is this just a lifestyle and you're going to take it every couple of months till the end of your days well i you know i i did talk therapy for a while okay and i i really you know it was okay but right. uh i was not getting these kinds of results yeah. out of it it's, I guess, it's like asking someone who meditates every day, are you addicted to meditation? I think some people are addicted. And, and okay, so, like, I don't know. I, I don't personally believe that me going to ceremony every three months has has impacted my life in a negative okay. way. Well, three months doesn't um, sound as much. I guess if, I, if I've never done it before, it sounds like a lot, but... I mean, granted, when I do go, I'm going for like three or four nights in a row. Right, so right. The, and, and because every consecutive night I go, I'm able to get deeper in my work. Well, that's what I was just... I, just, I guess so, I went... I didn't mean it to sound like a criticism. I just meant sure. like, is there... Does the shaman... Is in the culture of the ceremony, does the shaman ever say... Okay, you know, you you've taken the the whatever pachamama whatever's coming yeah. through you and give it time now to process Absolutely. and integrate. He he always asks us to do that. Like okay. he would never allow someone to take this every night for like right. months on okay. end okay. because that would be pointless. Yeah, yeah. Um so there's always this window of two or three months where okay. you're you're taking what you learned and and integrating it into your life. Right. Um, so uh, it tastes horrible. It's very exhausting physically to do. I'm sure. Um, so it's it's it would be difficult to do it every day. Yeah, um, I'm sure. It's it's okay. it's not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, I think he, he does expect us to do that and he doesn't give people the opportunity to abuse it. Okay. Okay. Good. You've made me want to do it. Um, I'm going to sign up. Maybe not the one in, in, in beds. I think I want a shishier neighborhood. Somewhere. I think I'd want it in nature. I think I'd want to go in nature just because I don't know. I just feel like, Absolutely. I feel like I get claustrophobic and I'd probably want to scream and run around. I don't want to that, poop on somebody. You know what I mean? That's ideal nature. Yeah. Um, but the reality is when you're on the medicine, you're, you're not in, you're not in reality. You're not in the physical yeah. space. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, then. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Okay. Yeah. When are you going again? Uh, actually, You're I'm like Tuesday. leaving in a week for to go to Mexico for okay. uh, an ayahuasca, wachuma, and a boga retreat. What are so, the okay? Do we have what, is that just additional so additives? Uh, 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 those are three master teacher medicines. Okay, Aya is considered right. the mother. Right. She's the most okay uh, intelligent. Of course, uh, wachuma is the father. And he's okay. Um, and he's, that, that's a very vibrational, physical, like you don't go inwards okay. with that. That's more of like an out, outside okay. medicine. All right. um, and then a boga uh, is called the grandfather. Um, and that's like a tw- 24 to 30 hour ceremony. Good night. Yeah. I hope he's a nice grandpa. Mine was an asshole. He's got like dirty jokes. and he's Yeah, exactly. Kinda, he, he farts in public. They call him grandpa because he's like a, a weird, like <laughs> rude grandpa with like <laughs> rude jokes. And yeah, he, literally like it's funny how these medicines have personalities. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and, oh, that's cool. And he very much is like And you grandpa. do them uh, separately but consecutively. Yeah, so you, Wachuma and Aya are right. complementary. That's why they're called mother and father. Okay. Because they go well together. No, no same-sex drugs at, then. <laughs> they haven't gotten to that point yet. Not they got to update. No, but they're cool with it. Okay, so. fine. Um, but you don't take them at the same time. Right, okay, right? okay. Um, and then grandfather, uh, which is a boga, you take that. Um, uh, the ayahuasca after a boga is just... is great. It's like a nice chaser. It's like yeah, chocolate it's, Sunday after a nice hamburger. It, it, yeah. Okay. To say the I least. love that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all your intimate details. Of course. Um, and your lovely partner. Uh, maybe we can get him in here at some point. Talk about his experience. Yeah, I think he would love that to would do that. That would be amazing. Yeah. And good luck with your next ceremony. Thank you. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe once I, I complete another 25 years of talk therapy, meditation <laughs> books, self-help, Pema Shodron, Jack Cornfield, YouTube, I'll be ready to take the plunge. Okay. Not yet. All I'm right. not there yet. But I think it'll be legal by the time I am. Oh, they'll the have it very, in like small pill form. They'll have I, it like an, you know, a couple, like a dropper. I think so. Like a DMT dropper. Like I they think, have CBD oil, they'll have DMT oil. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Why not? getting there. Small dosage, yeah. micro dosing. Yeah. Billboards for it. Exactly. Billboards. Yeah. I want to wish everybody a happy, uh, I know Thanksgiving is now politically incorrect. So just have a happy dinner and just be grateful uh, for, for everything. And even if you're not grateful, just be grateful you're alive. Can we at least do that, fuckers? Like, don't, you know what I mean? If you can't really find, if you're just bitter and you're like, I don't want to be grateful for anything, my life is shit, then just be like, you know what, I'm alive. If you're too miserable for that, then I can't help you. Um, on that positive <laughs> they, note, they maybe it's time for ayahuasca. ayahuasca. <laughs> exactly. If that's the case, find the German shaman. Google Berlin shaman, no feathers. And see if you can find a nice ceremony in the L.A., Mexico, or Bed-Stuy, Williamsburg, Bushwick area. I love you all. Please subscribe. Share the love. Share this episode. Maybe you can help some people that need it. I love you all. This is Raylan Casper-White signing off. <laughs>